everyone, how's it going? This is Kurt Becker, your host and experiencer for the Supernatural Explorer podcast. In this test pilot and introductory episode, I explain some of my background and more recent happenings. I also work at learning how to do my thing while recording a show at the same time, something that's brand new to me. So please bear with me as I settle in and try to find my speaking volume which is admittedly a little low for this episode, while working in and reporting from my sacred meditative space. I'm super excited because at this point I've already recorded about 10 regular episodes and I'm just now getting back to editing this and posting it online for you. So I really hope you all enjoy the test pilot. Hey everyone, this is Kurt. And this is the test pilot episode of the Supernatural Explorer podcast, which makes me the Supernatural Explorer. But I'll get into more of that later, because if you're new to this kind of stuff, or just maybe considering whether you want to check this stuff out or not, let me go scientific first, explain a little of my background, try and get you on board and show you that I'm scientific minded, I'm spiritual minded, but I'm also supernatural minded. So my background is I'm a Reiki master of 18 years. All the Reiki is, is we have these electric impulses running through our body. And wherever there's any kind of electric current, like the impulses and flows going through our body, there is a magnetic field that surrounds that. That's science. And if you do something to the field, it affects the electric flow If you do something to the electric flow, it changes the field. So they're interactive. Now, also scientifically, this magnetic field that comes off of an electric current goes out into infinity, as far as they can tell. So let's even cut out infinity. Let's even go as big as our solar system, or even smaller, something more reasonable. It only emanates out to our planet. So we all have these fields and they're crisscrossing one another, which is when people say we're connected, we are actually scientifically at the biomagnetic field, I'll call it, that comes off of our electrical impulses, all connected. Now, what Reiki is, if someone has a magnetic field coming off of them because of the electric current and we have a magnetic field coming off of us because of our electric currents, You know what magnets feel like that are strong. So Reiki people hone their ability and their sensitivity to feeling that level of biomagnetic field. And then, because they're interactive, we believe healing is within all of us. And yeah, because if you think about where healing comes from, when you get a cut, you don't heal that. Healing takes care of that. So healing is within us, whatever you want to call it. You want to call it divine, you want to call that God, or you just want to call it science healing. doesn't matter. Eh, maybe it matters later, but <laughs> for, the sake of, for the sake of me explaining things, it doesn't matter now. <laughs> so... I'm tapping in because I'm calm and I'm tapping in and and making sure that nothing's getting in the way. Then the only thing that's going to emanate from me is the healing magnetic field. And that interacts with someone else's in-person 
magnetic field, which then changes that, which then changes their electric currents. If this isn't going to heal cancer, although I believe in miracles and that anything's possible. It's going to relax people, take them down a few notches. And if you take yourself down a few notches, less stress, that promotes healing. Right there. So, and then it can do other things like people have maybe gotten rid of warts or I'm, I, for some reason I'm particularly good with chest congestion. I don't know why. Uh, help people. <laughs> I'm a form of Robitussin, I suppose. The expectorant, not the cough suppressant. And so that's that's that. So you may think, well, that doesn't make you a supernatural explorer. Agreed. It doesn't. Maybe it could. I don't know how, though. I never thought. I was never into the paranormal. Until three years ago, I was sitting outside meditating, thinking of someone who I knew maybe needed a little, you know, prayer. And I know if pe- what people feel like energetically, magnetically, so to speak, in person. I know what my energy, my field feels like. I know what, what it feels like when I encounter someone else's field. I have 18 years experience of that. At this point, 15 years experience of that. And I'm sitting and I'm thinking of this person. And all of a sudden, I feel my heart, but I feel their heart too. And I just feel another heart with my heart. I, if you have 15 years experience with anything, you know what the energy of stuff feels like. So I feel her heart with my heart. And I'm like, wow, that's interesting. And I remember looking at the time, say it was 4.30. It was confirmed later that the person woke up at 4.30 in the morning to odd sensations. So that's... Wow, hmm, that catches my attention. That is uh, pretty supernatural. Right around that time, um, oh, I'm not, I'm not going to jump too far ahead. I have a, <laughs> there's a lot of stories between that moment and this moment, but there's plenty of time for that. Let's just say I, I spent three years honing those gifts. And what are those gifts? When I think of somebody, something, somewhere, I can feel the energy. Now, again, all our magnetic fields are crisscrossing. Maybe even gravitational fields connect us. Maybe even the quantum field, like beneath everything, connects us. Like there's so many different ways that we're connected that aren't, we can't see with the naked eye, and most of us can't feel. But we're all affected by it, for sure. So I found myself interested more recently in Sasquatch's and ETs, UFOs. For those of you who are interested in UFOs at all, you may or may not already know this, there's a Dr. Stephen Greer. He led people coming forward, high-ranking government officials coming forward, people in the know, legitimate people coming forward and talking openly about like, yeah, there's UFOs. We got radar data. We got video footage. Like, we know what's ours and what's not ours and what's uh, possible by us and not possible by us. And here's what we saw and here's what happened and da-da-da-da-da. And... The good news is the ETs are peaceful. They're actually, I think, here to help us. And I think they're looking out for us, making sure we don't blow ourselves up, blow up uh, the moon or anything like that, like nuclear weapons. They're like keeping an eye on us. Probably, I'm going to guess, half out of concern, half out of like, oh, what are are these guys up to? Better keep an eye on them. But Dr. Greer believes and I believe yeah, they're older, wiser brothers and sisters here to help us. So he has that, and he also has this method he's been doing since he was younger. I want to say, like, 
late teens, early twenties, where he does he's he was into meditation, he does this meditation where he kinda sends out his waves and the you know, thought waves or energy and tension and sends it out into space, other dimensions out to, like just out to the everything, out to whatever you believe everything is. Again, whether you call it the universe God or whether you just call it all the scientific fields of everything, with good intentions and like, hey, we want to connect and he's got video footage of they're doing this meditation and UFO appears in the sky. You know, so, and like a, a UFO that everyone would agree is a UFO, not like, is that a UFO? Is it like, you know, everyone would agree it's a UFO. So he's got, he's got these things. I, I have personal experiences with that. That's why part of the reason I'm excited to do this. I've had personal experiences with that where I've done a meditation after hearing about Dr. Stephen Greer. Day two of doing it. I've never seen anything in the sky. No UFOs, no even shooting stars or anything. Day two of doing this meditation, I'm about to get up and quit because I'm like, I, I was in maybe a half hour doing it, 40 minutes, and I'm like, all right, I'm tired. I'm going to go to bed. I went to get up and I saw a light appear in the sky right above the horizon, about four times the size of a star, like appear in the sky, paused for, I don't know, maybe a half a second. But it didn't come onto the scene moving. It appeared and was like still for a second. And then it shot across the sky horizontally. I'd say it covered about a mile. I remember figuring it out, like where it was in the distance, because there's trees around. And it, so it was in the clearing at time. And I figured where the clearing was and how far the distance was. And it, it traveled this distance in like a second. And let's say it was going. So it was about probably a mile away, mile and a half away. Let's say it was going. I look, remember looking up the speed. And it was like, say as fast as whatever the fastest jet is. So it was going that fast. I lived by an airport. If a little plane flies by, I can not only feel the vibration, but I can hear it. This thing was big. <laughs> the light was... It, it shot across the side super fast, and it didn't make a sound or a hum or anything. And it just disappeared. That was the, the day two of these meditations. And people are having these experiences all over the place. Probably cooler than that. And then... I did that meditation for 30 days, didn't see anything else, and I had another cool experience that I'll talk about some other show, and then I saw another UFO another time. It was like, it was sporadic clouds, and it was appearing between the holes in the clouds. At first, I thought it was a plane flying by like a hole in the cloud, but then it would appear somewhere else it couldn't have been already, in another hole in the cloud, and then it appeared in another hole in the cloud. Now... I'll fully agree that, yeah, there's a one gazillion possibility that there were fireflies that didn't uh, fire off at the same time that appeared in holes and clouds, and it was just my eyes playing tricks on me. But it wasn't firefly season, and I know it wasn't fireflies because it it wasn't. (laughs) It was like in the holes and clouds, like behind clouds. So it wasn't in front of clouds. And it wasn't like 20 feet away, 30 feet away, 40 feet away, 50 feet away. It was up in the sky. So, yeah, one in a trillion possibility was fireflies. Also, maybe it was a, it just happened that like 15 planes were flying by and their light blinked on. Never at another time when another light blinked on and only in like the holes in the clouds. Like, yeah, one in a trillion chance. It was a UFO saying hi in a really cool, fun way.
So I've seen two UFOs. And I thought that's where this was headed. And I was going to, so because I've been putting the work in, trying to connect with them more, and not, nothing else has happened. I did see a shooting star, though, one night, but I'm spending a lot of time more looking at the sky, and I'm glad I saw a shooting star, because a shooting star, I noticed, has a tail. And another thing about the, the both UFOs I saw, no tails, nothing like that, just moving. So, also during this time, I found myself interested in Sasquatch. And, hmm, you know what? This is the test pilot. I'm going to save that for them. This is, the, this is the test pilot to see if people are interested. I have Sasquatch experiences, multiple, but they are from a distance. And I explained how I feel things from a distance. That from a distance, one of them defies, <laughs> defies what anyone would agree is physically possible, so to speak. And so I've had these experiences and then, wow, so much, so much, so much to share, so much that I want to explore. Before I go any further, I want to give a shout out to Dylan over at Paranormal Thoughts. He gets dual credit, one for introducing me to all things paranormal because I wasn't really into the paranormal that much and listening to his podcasts, I, I enjoy them. I enjoy the way he talks about things. I enjoy when he has people on. Really enjoyed his podcast. And he encouraged me to... I was doing this anonymously, this kind of distance work and stuff for people. And he encouraged me like, no, just, just be you. Do it as you. If people aren't into what you're doing, then, you know, they might look at you funny once, but they'll never bring it up again. They don't care. And then the people who aren't, are into it, you know, then they'll know who you are. So I wanted to give a shout out to Dylan. He gets credit and also credit for educating me and then he got me really into it and then so I started then my friend Neely over in the UK listens to a ton of podcasts she turned me on to Timothy of Strange Familiars and Neely's like oh it's he probably lives like nine hours from you I'm all over here and I looked it up on the map but no Timothy's not nine hours away I live in Lancaster County PA Timothy's probably 20 minutes from me. <laughs> so, Timothy of Strange Familiars. And he talks about Sasquatch. He's written books. He's writing another book. So, our paths are about to cross. I follow signs and coincidences I have for 18 years. The signs are not pointing to UFOs for me. They're pointing to Sasquatch for me. And, as I said, I've had experiences with Sasquatch... Timothy in his last two episodes is talking about pandemonium and it's something he talks about in the pandemonium episode part two that was the sign for me to contact him and how our stories intertwine and I'm going to save that for the pilot so if you want to hear about my Sasquatch experiences come back y'all and we'll see how this goes for the test pilot this has been the test pilot testing testing this is only a test but if it goes well it'll become more all right, hope to talk to you all again soon. Take care, everyone. Peace.